This is episode 188 of the Beyond the Food Show, and today we're going to discover together the power of photography to begin our journey in healing body image with Ashley Wood, a professional photographer from Girl Chill. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dozier, clinical nutritionist and emotional eating expert, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food Method and founder of the Going to Beyond the Food Academy. Corporate executive turned health expert with my own journey with weight, body image, and food. It's now my mission to help smart, successful women like you live confidently right now and unconditionally. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Hello, sister. Welcome back. Stephanie here. This month, it's all about rebirthing and creating this empowered version of ourselves. And today, we are going to tackle down body image because that's a huge part of us feeling empowered, empowered in who we are today not conditional to who we can be a month from now or two months from now if we change this and that and this and that. It's all about accepting who we are. And we did launch the Going to Beyond the Food Challenge a couple days ago titled Love Your Selfies. It's all in alignment with the topic of today. And I love selfie because they are a great tool that most of us can do. Most of us have a phone that takes pictures of some kind. And that is a great starting point to developing a relationship with our reflection, with our own body. In our formal program, in our paid program, we do a lot of work with mirrors and the photography has this exact same power in healing our body image. So I want you, if you haven't done yet, the Going to Beyond the Food Challenge, you have your selfies, I want you to take part in it. Because you are beautiful just as you are today. And I want to see your gorgeous, pretty face on social media. I want you to remove that cat picture, the kid picture that you have on Facebook or Instagram and put a beautiful picture of you that you've taken using your phone, using your iPad, using your camera and be proud of your selfie. So the going to be on the food challenge, love your selfie is very, very simple this month. Take a picture of yourself just as you are today and post it on social media using Beyond the Food Challenge. That simple. And with that, you're going to begin your journey in healing your relationship to your own body. And very shortly, we're going to have an actual short five-week program that is going to begin to help you in a more structured way, heal your body image. So stay tuned for that. The link will be in the show note and also on our website. Now, today's guest, Ashley Wood, is a professional photographer from Toronto, Canada. And her work, her photography work, has been published nationwide in campaign with Al Miles and Mattels and Blue Note. But she's also the founder of Girl Chill. It's a passion project about friendship, self-love, and womanhood. And today, we're going to discuss how to use photography to move yourself towards body acceptance and how to coach yourself into confidence before taking your selfie. That's the power of photography to heal your body image. Are you ready? Let's do this with Ashley. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Ah, thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Stephanie. Welcome. This is Ashley's first ever podcast interview. Can we clap for her? Yay! I'm internally screaming. It's fine. I know. (laughs) Here's the cool thing, people listening. Before we started, Ashley shared with me how anxious she was, right? So she felt the fear but didn't let her stop her. She just 
told me that she was anxious and then she just still moved with it. And that's the proof of moving through our fear. So well done. Oh, thank you, Stephanie. It was, I'm still internally screaming, but I'm in safe hands. Yes. I'm just like leaving it to the universe at this point. We're all good. <laughs> awesome. So the reason why I ask Ashley to come and why I'm asking her to do her first ever podcast interview is to have her lead us through our challenge in taking pictures, that it is pictures of ourselves, so us with our kids and our family. Many of us women that are challenged with our body image just can't bring ourselves to take pictures. And if we do, we delete them right away. Is that something you're faced with a lot, Ashley? Yeah, even as, yes, I'm a photographer myself, but there's so many times where I'll take a photo and then it's just kind of the day where you're just like, nope, Absolutely not. But you kind of just have to coach yourself and have an amazing support system to get through those barriers. Because at the end of the day, it's just a photo. It's meant for you. It could even, like one of the reasons why I love selfies as a form of art also is to keep tabs on the day. Like maybe you were depressed that day. It's really important to have a photo of what rock bottom looks like, what sadness looks like what struggle looks like. Cause then you can look back when you're in a better mood back to a healthy mindset and be like, Holy shit. I got through that. Yeah. Like I'm so proud of that version of me. That's beautiful. That's the artist speaking. That's the type of mind that I'm not like very strong in. So you're actually saying that our photos and our picture is a reflection of our emotional state. Oh, a thousand percent. So important. Awesome. So we have a challenge that went out to our community last week, and the challenge was love your selfie. And the intention with that was for women who still have a cat and a dog, all of you ladies who still have a cat and a dog as your profile picture on social media. Sometimes I even have a photo of my dog on social media. <laughs> so, guilty. <laughs> is to break the ice and take a picture of yourself. And post it and see that nothing collapsed when you do that. And that you can engage in starting to look at your self-reflection. But many women are struggling with even that is such an insurmountable barrier. Can you walk us through what advice or tips you would give women about breaking through that and taking their first selfie? Absolutely. And I think one thing that I face myself is when you have a camera really close to your face, either no makeup, with makeup, your hair sucks, you're feeling yourself, like every single version. Like when you take a photo of yourself personally, you're so bare to the world. And I think that's what people struggle with is because it's just you. There's nothing in front of you. There's no trees blocking you. There's no family members to distract. There's no dog licking your face. Like it's strictly just you. And I understand why people struggle with that, as I struggle with that as well. And I love taking selfies, obviously, when I'm feeling myself. Like, who doesn't? That's the easiest time to take them. But it's so important to take them, especially when you're not feeling at 100%. Because, like I said earlier, you need to gauge yourself along that timeline. Like, okay, so I took this selfie when I wasn't feeling myself or when I wasn't feeling too hot. How, what are the weeks between me feeling that way and me feeling myself? Like when I go to therapy, my therapist always asks for me to take selfies so I can gauge my emotional progression of the week. Super important. That's very interesting therapy. I love my therapist so much. She is like new age. I love her. She's great. I love her. I recommend, like, she's a therapist, but she's also a social worker. And I love, the social worker route so much more. It's great. And then one thing I wanted to touch on is if selfies aren't your forte, they're not your thing, maybe it's just too close to your face, what I would recommend is self-portraits. So yeah. you're approaching taking photos of yourself from an artistic lens. You're kind of stepping out of that front-facing camera and throwing away. You're flipping that camera around. You're putting it either balancing it on a coffee cup or a tripod or any sort of thing you have to make it steady. And then you're flipping the camera around and you're treating it like a scene. Hmm. So yeah. you're going to have more of your body in it. 
which I personally find it easier because it's not just my face and I can obviously like pose and move around and get movement. And it's mainly just fun to play with your body and positioning and treat it all about composition because it's not just your face. If that's something that you're feeling too bare and too kind of vulnerable with, I love just putting it on self timer and just being goofy. You can dance, you can pose. It's kind of just little self love time for yourself. And then it also feels like it fills you up with creating something that's purely your own, which I love, obviously, because I love creating. <laughs> <laughs> and the important thing is it's a private thing. When you're taking a selfie or a self-portrait, even go in the bathroom, go next to a window in a room where you are alone. I cannot stress ah, that. And why is that so important? Because it's so much easier to connect with your mind and your thoughts when you have no one watching you. True enough. Like even your dog is silently judging you. <laughs> <laughs> or at least that's how I think. If my dog's around, I know I'm going to feel a little goofy. But when I'm alone in a room doing a self-portrait or a selfie, like there's nothing I can do wrong because it's just me and my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And no one knows I took it. No one's watching me to be like, oh my God, like let me see. It's probably so good. Like you could delete it. No one would know. You can post it. Even better. And I think it's just getting over the fact that you don't want to show who you are to the world because it's so important and the world needs you mm-hmm. regardless of how you feel, regardless if it's a bad day. Like I have posted photos of me having a full on panic attack to social media before and I'm still here. Nothing happened. If anything, you get more support from friends when you're just truly yourself and you're just like, Hey, I cried off my eyeliner today. I'm still living. It's great. Here's my face. Here's accountability that I'm still around. And selfies lead to so many different types of things. Like maybe you got a hair change. Take a photo of it. Post it. You deserve that recognition from people. How about the people, and I know that this is some women thinking that putting pictures of yourself is a little bit egotistical. Like it's a bit showing off yourself. I get that. that? (laughs) Well, especially BuzzFeed doesn't help. If you take more than seven photos of yourself, you're an egotistical maniac. Yeah. No. (laughs) If you take photos of yourself, what if you're an artist? What if you're not? Like, what's the big deal about taking photos of yourself? Like, no one should have control over how many photos you can take, whether you post them or not. Especially since photography has been around for so long and we are used to capturing everything. So that also includes capturing yourself. That doesn't make you an egotistical maniac. And I think it's something that we just all have to just do and work together and just support each other. When we see a girl being a little more vulnerable on the internet, maybe she doesn't post a selfie. Maybe it's her first selfie. Hop in those comments and be like, yes, queen. Like, I am loving this. And I think it comes from a point of view of just being supportive to not only yourself, but other women when you see them doing something that you wish you could do. Yes. Instead of being destructive and commenting. Uh, Oh my God. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times where like I would post a selfie and it would only have a certain amount of likes or no comments. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm hopeless. No one wants to see me. Don't do it for them. Do it for yourself. And then also, if people support you, that's even better. I think that's really key what you just said here. Don't do it for others. Yeah. But do it for yourself in your own journey of acceptance. Yeah. Nothing you do is for anyone else but you. Yeah. So as a professional photographer... What's some of the like the basic tip for people who want to take self-portrait or selfie? Like, do you have tips on how to work the camera? Mm-hmm. So I would start out of the camera first. So these are some tips that I got from people when I was feeling really 
over my head about a nude photo shoot that I was in. I was just yes. like, no, no fucking way am I going to be nude in front of a camera. Like, hello? Nope. And then I asked, I reached out to my community of women and I got a whole bunch of great tips. Naked dance parties the night before. Get in front of your mirror naked and just fucking dance. Look in the mirror. Don't look in the mirror, but get comfortable with there being a reflection of your body that's not in your mind. Absolutely. And then dance and kind of like as you're dancing, you can slowly look in the mirror. You don't have to, but get comfortable with there being another version of your body in the room. Because essentially when you get your photo taken, that's what's happening. You have to be okay with there being another fiber of your body out there. Very interesting. Yeah. And then there was like, just be comfortable, have lots of self-talk, write yourself like a manuscript that you reread and reread and reread about your body. Make it intentional from a place of just like, I think, what was mine the day before? I think I wrote, my body is my own. I own it no matter what. You don't need to love yourself, but you have to support yourself. And you're doing it for something bigger than yourself. And I just said those things over and over and over and over until it was time for me to take off my robe and just let it out. (laughs) You basically did mantras and affirmation. Yeah, 100%. It's so important. And then just trust yourself taking photos. You know yourself best. Definitely set aside time once a week, once every two weeks, once a month, once a quarter. But get in front of a camera and play with your body. Buy sexy lingerie. Buy a dress that makes you feel good. Try on something that already makes you feel good. Maybe you feel best in your pajamas. Put it on. Still sexy. Just any clothes you put on your body is the right clothes for you to shoot in. You don't have to buy something you don't want to. You don't need to have money. You don't need to be in a certain financial structure to be able to take a photo of yourself. And I think that's something I also struggle with. I have everything I need to take a photo of myself. I just need time. Yeah. And give yourself that time. And then inside the camera, (laughs) I feel like I just piled on a lot of... (laughs) Preparation to the camera. (laughs) Yeah. The best camera that you have is the one you have on you. That's always been my number one policy. I have obviously a whole bunch of really expensive equipment, but sometimes I take all my portraits and selfies on my iPhone because it's what I have on me. When I get those glimpse of moments where I'm just like, ooh, yes, my body, ooh, yeah, I'll just shoot it. Like it doesn't matter. Plop your iPhone, turn on self timer, make a scene, and just shoot it because those moments. I don't know if it happens with you as well. They're not long intervals of feeling yourself. It's very short. So you have to just get comfortable and just do it. If it's shit, it's shit. It's fine. Just know that you tried and you made that time to be accountable to yourself. It's almost like capturing your your flow of energy. You know, when you're in a good mood, you have that, you feel like you're the bomb inside of you, like you rock. That. Yeah. That is untouchable mm-hmm. is what comes out on the picture. A hundred percent. Like auras, energy, like you can tell in someone's eyes when they're experiencing those insane emotions. Yes. It vibrates out of them. And when you're feeling like that, give yourself five minutes to just play because you need to capture that because you're going to look back on a bad day. And be like, holy shit, that is me. I know I can get to that level again if I just trust myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But yes, inside the camera. (laughs) I'm getting distracted. So there's some really good apps that you can download for photo editing. I will give them all to you so you can throw them Mm -hmm. in the show notes. Obviously, there's a great app called Color Story. It's free, but you can also buy add-ons. Mm-hmm. But I find it's really fun and very user-friendly to get comfortable with changing things in your camera, playing with a photo, kind of understanding how to edit something. You can't touch your skin tone. You can't take away pimples with it. You can't shrink it. It's strictly just the artistic view of the photo. And I had to stop allowing myself to even in Photoshop touch the things that I have to do for commercial work. I refuse to take away pimples on myself. I refuse to shrink myself 
especially in my wedding photos. Like it's totally unretouched. My wedding photographer was amazing, but I told her, I was like, don't touch anything that I want those photos to be purely me. Yeah. They're the same thing with me. Like we touch the light when I do professional shooting and we touch the environment, 100%. but we don't touch my body. Yeah. It's right? like a sacred thing now. Like your curves, our lumps, our bumps, like do not take those away because at the end of the day, as much as it hurts sometimes, that's what makes me me. That's what I look like. I can't change that and I shouldn't. No. Because then who am I to preach self-love or self-care or any sort of being nice to yourself. And I think when we take that away, and then you have to understand that the vast majority of the picture on Instagram or on Facebook are Photoshopped, right? Everything. And you do commercial shooting, so you can appreciate that. But when you don't, you are respecting yourself. It's part of body respect. A hundred percent. Because when you take away something, you take away a part of who you are as a human being, and you are reinforcing the fact that you're not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're not doing anything in favor for you. You're doing something to please the eye of people who are judging, but you're not doing anything for your own healing. Absolutely. And I love that so much. I obviously still struggle with it because being in a world where I have to retouch everything for work, I can try to put my foot down, but they're still going to want me to take away knees and smooth out elbows. Absolutely. That's just the way that commercial works. No one wants knees or elbows or body hair or pores. I have to take that away from women every single day in my work as a commercial photographer for brands. And it breaks my heart, but that just makes my message so much stronger in my own personal life. Mm -hmm. And there's also working with the light. Can you touch a bit on that too? Because for many women who have not allowed themselves to take picture, they go and take their first picture. They're like, oh my God, this is so ugly. For sure, you're not <laughs> working with the light. So touch upon that a little bit. Yes. Okay. One thing I would recommend is windows. Windows are your best friends. Natural light is your little baby. You treat it with respect because it will treat your skin so well. Finding a window that isn't in direct sunlight, like a really good south-facing window can do wonders. Like I even see right now looking at you, you're near a nice bright window. You're so happy. The light is like radiating off of you. It's A, so important for your mental health to be near light and natural light. Absolutely. I cannot preach that enough. But also for photos, you don't need expensive strobes. I obviously use strobes a lot in my work, but when I can get natural light, I will take it because there's just something so magical about it. And then you can also bend it. Say your room's still getting a little dim. Find a white pillowcase or a white duvet and just put that super close to your body because it's going to radiate that white from the material with the light and make it brighter. Another thing that a lot of people probably experience is color temperature. Our phones don't have any idea proper tints or anything. So going, always bring your photos through an editing app and just play around. There's this this little color temperature thing where it's blue to red and just drag it between both. And you'll be able to make your picture more pleasing because you'll be able to get that color temperature a little closer to what your eye was seeing when you took it. I have to do that for every single photo I've ever taken in natural light with strobes, anything. Color temperature is always off and it's so important to a good photo because then things start looking green or yellow, especially in fluorescent lighting. Like you're not going to have a good photo if you don't run it through some sort of application. Mm -hmm. And it comes free on most smartphone. Yeah. I have a million apps. Like don't have to get anything paid. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to pay for anything. I can give you so many phone options that are user-friendly. I still use them even though I have Photoshop and all my big programs. Like sometimes when you're on the go, I still will retouch something right out of my camera on my phone. Yes. Shoot me photographers. I don't care. I do (laughs) it. And I do it too. So part of taking selfie and the reason why I made this challenge for the month of May was because taking selfie was so therapeutic for me. Mm -hmm. Like it really got me from a place of not having 
I think it was a dog on my Facebook picture 10 years ago to where I am now, where I do professional photo shoot because mm-hmm. I started with selfie and I, I started in a very simplistic way with just my phone and the yep. app on my phone. Yep. And I know a lot of photographers don't preach iPhone photos, but I don't care. <laughs> like use whatever camera you have on you, use whatever resources you need to, to create something. Who knows if you're a painter, paint your body. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be a photo paint what you think your face looks like or paint your portrait for the day. Maybe it's like paper mache or pottery, like just create in any way you can and think about your body in those artistic ways because it's, it's going to be easier as you go when you're putting your body at the forefront of your mind in a positive light like that. Can we talk a little bit about like group portrait or even family portraits for many moms listening? Oh, it's tough. You really have to find a photographer that you trust. Like, I understand not everyone has the money or the time to pay for a photographer. So it's really important just to start getting people to take photos of your family. Just get Mm -hmm. used to asking for a stranger and then kind of go through the photos and you'll be like, okay, I like this one and why? Or I don't like this one and why? And start being able to communicate ways to vocalize how to change and make these better because family portraits are hard you're taking photos of four or five people as a photographer family shoots are still one of the hardest things I have to do because there's so many people to account for so just know that if you get a family photo and you hate it it's okay like it's hard it's tough even for a professional but just know that the more you shoot it the more you're going to learn to tell someone like, oh, maybe I have to stand at the end or in the middle or have my littlest stand around or ask the photographer or whoever is taking the photo a little lower, a little higher. And you'll be able to vocalize those things. So if you're out on a vacation and you're getting a stranger to take your photo, you'll know immediately if they're doing something to be like, oh, no, 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 like raise it higher, raise it higher. Like, yes, they're free and they're a stranger, but make them work for it. Like we all do it. (laughs) absolutely and what I want to say to women who don't take photography with their family or their loved one whatever your circle is Mm -hmm. you're taking away from those people in your life the opportunity to have memories with you oh my god that's so important I love that you touched on that because That's something I'm learning as I'm getting older and I'm slowly losing people in my life, that those selfies that I have of my friends, they are timeless. Like even if I was 17, like that was the last photo I have of that person and it's worth more to me than any amount of money. So just know that it doesn't have to be a full family photo professionally done. It could be a family selfie, especially with all your friends, always making sure you're documenting it, even just taking a nice photo of them. Maybe you're behind your camera. It's just so important to always be capturing lives and memories. If we look back 20 years, think about how many times people brought out a massive video camera or like massive film cameras. We have photos of our childhood from film and think about how that weighed you down and how like all the struggles that came with that, but we did it because that was the only way you could capture a moment. And even though it's more accessible now, we should still be treating it at that standard of respect for taking photos and memories, especially of anyone older, of children, any family gatherings. Like it's so important. Yeah. And and there's a lot of children. And I know for me, my mom was struggling with self-image. I don't have a lot of picture Mm -hmm. with my mom. I think I have like five picture of me and my mom. That's it. Yeah, thinking about that now, like I don't know if I have any childhood photos of me and my mom. She's always behind the camera. Yes, we hide behind the camera. So the challenge is about stepping in front of the camera, A, to to embrace our self-image, our body image, Mm. and to be comfortable and to take our power back. But it's also to give memories for us and our loved one around us of our life and capturing moments in our life. Yeah. It's so important. So I'd like to move on to another part of you because you're an amazing photographer and that's your art, right? Thank you. But you also have 
an initiative that's called Girl Chill mm-hmm. that bring something to the forefront that is very important between women, which is friendship. Yes. And that can go along to taking selfies, right? Yeah, 100%. Selfies with our best friend. Yeah. But it's the importance of friendship in a woman's journey. Can you talk a little bit about this? Absolutely. So I'll give you an overview first about what Girl Chill is. So we're a space for friendship and discovery primarily. Obviously, with feminism feminism and empowerment also as the side fronts. Emery and I created her on a park bench. We were like super frustrated and nothing in our lives really made sense at that time, but our friendship. And then we kind of just had like a light bulb moment while we were drinking wine (laughs) at a park (laughs) in Toronto. We were like, holy shit, the strongest things we have in our life are our friendship. And everyone kept telling us like, oh my God, I wish I could find a friend like you or oh, I just like really want to be able to go to a space where I could see your friendship. And we're like, yeah, we could do a TV show or we could do a podcast. But I feel like with friendship, you have to physically be able to see the energies of two friends being together. And also the hardships, like friendship is fucking hard. (laughs) Like you invest more time in it than a romantic relationship because they're your confidant. Like I tell Emery everything. My deepest, darkest thoughts that are probably like borderline dangerous, but like she gets it. She understands because we're just so vulnerable and laid bare to each other, which I know it's, I didn't meet Emery until four years ago. So I went through my, a large portion of my life without a best friend. And I think for a lot of people, they worry that they don't have that person in their life right now. But friendship is something that comes and goes. You can foster different types of friendships, but know that you can find a best friend at any point in your life. You don't need to know them in college. You don't need to know them from childhood. You could walk into a coffee shop and bump into a woman and be like, oh my God, I love everything about you, and then go and get coffee with her. It's not a linear time frame of friendship. And I think that's something that we want to also teach people is that you might not have a friend that you view in this way right now, but you can meet friends up to the day you die. Absolutely. Just because you don't have them right now, especially a lot like a romantic partner. Like you don't give up on finding love. Like you're always like, okay, I could bump into them on the street and meet the love of your life. Well, treat that as the same as friendship because at no point are you done with finding friends anymore and people come and go in your life for a reason a hundred percent if we look at the friends we had in our childhood are any of them still around have we lost touch with them but say we bumped into them at a grocery store it would be like no time has passed and just also viewing it like that but we mainly wanted to create a safe place to share our friendship like a diary and also mainly to create content for. Emery and I are both, I'm a photographer. She's a videographer, photographer, like so goddamn talented. She does like everything. And we wanted to create a space where we could just create whatever we wanted for ourselves. And then we, a lot of our photos, no one takes them. It's just us. We'll put things on self timers. We'll have eight hour photo shoots where no one's behind the camera and we're just like in front of it trying to pose and like get the shot of our cute butts and like you just do what you have to do like you don't need a photographer as much as it kills me in a professional sense to say that but like you don't need someone always behind the camera you can totally create content yourself if you look at our Instagram any shot where we're together we're most likely on self-timer, have it on a tripod and like sprinting back and forth to the camera, (laughs) just trying to get the shot. We look ridiculous, but it doesn't matter because we want those photos together. We want to be creating this art, not only for our followers and people to view our friendship, but for ourselves. Like I can't wait to get older and look back at these photos and be like, holy fuck, we documented our whole friendship from start to finish. And some of these are selfies. Absolutely. Too. Like there's no wrong type of content ever. 
And it's again, it's coming back to the topic of photography, photography or videography for people who are more into that is a way of capturing the emotion of the relationship, the memories of the place you went together or the thing you did together. Yeah. And the emotion and the energy around that. Yeah. And there's times where Emery and I will take photos and we'll be kind of like dead behind the eyes just because we're not feeling like you can't force that energy especially when we're in a place of teaching friendship and body discovery. Like if we're not feeling it, we can't push ourselves to be that high energy, lovable versions of ourselves. Like sometimes we have to be like, okay, the photo isn't happening. Let's go back to that in a week. What's hard is that (laughs) Emery lives across Canada. (laughs) (laughs) She moved from Toronto about a year ago. So that's been a large struggle in our friendship, one that we're still new and developing and learning kind of how to navigate long distance. It's so fucking hard. I don't know how people do long distance relationships, but Emery and I are finally in a place where we're both strong and supporting each other. And just know that like, I value our friendship so much and we will teach friendships until the day we die. But sometimes you know, like we're not the best friends for each other and we're still learning and challenging each other. And especially when you have a platform, know that it's okay not to be at your platforms a hundred percent all the time. You can't live up to being the ultimate best friend all the time if you don't take care of yourself. And that's one thing I struggled with for a while with girl chills. I have really bad mental health and it was so hard to be a good friend because I was struggling and I wasn't treating myself properly. I was extremely negative. But then Emery was able to talk me through it, like not force me to get help, but always made it like, hmm, maybe you should go talk to someone. I think you need to see a professional. And just having a friend that's always going to challenge you, whether that's your parents, your kids, your friends, your partners, like friendship is kind of everywhere. Yes. And I think it's important. That's where being able to be transparent Mm -hmm. is so important because that person to which you're being transparent can support you in moving forward. Often we get stuck because we're alone with our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another thing that we struggle with is competition, especially in friendships. When you're not strong and a hundred percent and a working horse all the time, we feel like if we speak to us not being 100% all the time and kind of being unhappy with the lives we have, even when we are working, we have money, we have a roof over our heads, we're healthy, that we think that if we admit that something isn't proper, we're no longer in the competition. Yes. And Emery and I really want to break down the competition walls of female friendship. Like any of your friends, you should be able to reach out to them and be like, I'm hurting today. Can we talk about it? You should never have to worry about, oh, if I tell them, they're going to think I'm weak. Like, that's bullshit. We're we're done with that. (laughs) But can I make a parallel to photography, to to selfie? Yeah. I know for me, when I wasn't in a good relationship with my Mm self-image, I felt that I needed to be and prove myself to the world all the time. And I needed to be this superhero in whatever context, work or friendship. Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to be my true self because I didn't have a relationship with my self image. Oh, that makes so much sense. Because you also didn't want to admit it to yourself that you weren't being this role model for other people. And that's something that we take on as having platforms like this where we need to be at a hundred percent every time we go in front of the camera for our followers, but it's not like you can't be that way all the time. And it's something that I think is changing in the industry. I've seen a lot more people being more real on their stories and being like, Hey, I know I love you guys. I feel the support, but I'm just not healthy today. (laughs) Like my brain is not firing and it's okay. I'm fine. I'm not weak. I'm still getting work done. It doesn't change any part of who you are because your brain chemicals are a little different today. Absolutely. And I think I think that's so important for people, influencer, whoever online, to give the reality so the people following can have the truth. 
it's so important. And what kind of pisses me off about the influencer industry is when people will preach things, but then don't mention that it's an ad. So you're getting sold false recommendations. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that's really fucking frustrating. (laughs) I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this podcast. but (laughs) But yeah, that topic alone and just not having full transparency in the people we follow. Like if we're being fully transparent and we dedicate so much time into being real and to show all facets of our personalities, we need that from other influencers too. But can I say something? I'm going to get political here. But if you are an influencer and that's your job, here's here's for the people listening, the the behind the scene of the influencer Mm -hmm. stuff. When you are an influencer and it's your job, you have to be perfect all the time because you are associated with brand Mm -hmm. and this is a business transaction. And because society expects to be perfect, the brand expects you to be perfect. So you can't show your real side. Mm -hmm. So... Just be careful when you're, fa- and I know who those people are from looking at their feet on Instagram all the time yeah. when everything is perfect, they're always smiling and life is perfect. Mm-hmm. And not once do they show a downside. Yeah. You know, this is all made up. Yeah. And I've seen a few pop up where they will be a little more transparent with how they feel. But I think we definitely, like, there is a large portion of work to do in the influencer industry, especially since younger girls are getting Instagram. And they're following all of these people who have this perfect life, who are traveling on a jet plane every day, going to every sort of festival and wearing expensive clothes, that that is not life. That's 1% of the world who is living that. And we need to really have conversations with young girls about the importance of being kind to yourself and not letting that through. You can see it, you can look at it, but do not compare your life to these people because you don't want to be in that situation because you don't know how unhappy they are. And I'll make another parallel here because the stats and so from a medical perspective, the stats on pharmaceutical usage with teenage girl, I don't know if you saw that recently, but in Canada, the most prescribed medication for female under the age of 19 is anti-depression and anti-anxiety. Yep. Makes sense. (laughs) Right? So you have to think, why is it? Is it because they think that they have to have the perfect thoughts all the time that fear shouldn't be there because that's all they see in social media, people not struggling. And there's another study that I saw online where in a career class in high school, people are now saying they want to be influencers. That is their life goal in high school to get those brand deals. And like, you're throwing a whole career out of the door when you say that. And it's just so frustrating to know that we're kind of in this space now where even five-year-olds are thinking, I want to be a YouTube star. Mm-hmm, like they don't want to be firefighters or astronauts anymore, teachers. And that is a large problem. Yes, absolutely. They're the future of our generation. And if everyone's just trying to spend a lot of money on an outfit to get that photo, are they going to end up in debt? Like is anyone teaching credit cards and debt and what that means in school? I don't think so. And I think we can and wrap it up to this whole, again, struggling with taking our picture and our image mm-hmm. in which all we see out there as women is women with perfect bodies and perfect smile and perfect teeth and perfect hair. Mm-hmm. So when we do have the guts to take a picture, we're like, I don't look like nowhere close to this perfect person. I can't show that to the world. Yep. But the most beautiful part of you is the part that's not that person. Mm -hmm. I want to see vulnerable transparency and just radical versions of every single woman that I follow. Anyone I follow, I want to see the good, the bad, and the vulnerable. That is what I'm here for as a content creator, as a photographer, as a best friend, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. Like Those are things that inspire me to keep creating are these stories. I'm like, I don't want to lose them. I just want everyone to be transparent with themselves and be okay with what's looking back at them. It doesn't have to be 100% of the time. It doesn't even have to be 50% of the time. But just give me those versions. 
we can say that photography of yourself in any way, shape, or form, portrait, portrait, sorry, no. a selfie is therapeutic. Oh, 100%. And just being able to locate those different emotional values in a photo over a month, like maybe it just take a selfie of yourself one day a month, don't need to post it, but then flip through all those photos and you'll be able to see your emotional peaks. And that's something so beautiful that I don't know much things to con- can do that other than journaling every day. Mm-hmm. And especially when, when we are, for many people listening, many women listening, we are and want to heal our relationship to our body right? We, we are recognizing that that's a part of what is a struggle in our life. We want to heal it. Well, part of that is photography, is self-reflection in, in front of the mirror or photography. Yeah. Or maybe you don't like photos, but record yourself having a fucking awesome dance party. Like maybe it's not in the context of a photo, but just record yourself because you're the most beautiful as you are right now to everyone else. Like in your mind, you might not. But if I were to take a photo of anyone listening, I would find you so beautiful, regardless of what you think of yourself, because that is my job. I find the inner beauty in everyone because that's what I see before looking at anything else of a person. I notice people's emotions. I notice the way their body moves. I love capturing bodies, big, small, lumpy, not lumpy, disabled, healthy, like everyone is beautiful. And I think that's just something, the greatest thing about being a photographer. Absolutely. And I want to close it with this because we were chatting before the interview here (laughs) about a potential project. And I want to hear back from you, the listener. We were thinking of doing a body love shoot. Is that how you called it? Yeah, it could body love for fucking sure. (laughs) Okay. So we were talking about getting a group of us together and then going to and taking pictures. Can you talk a little bit of what what it could look like? So the dream of what it would look like is we would secure a studio space and we would find a makeup and hair artist to come and do touch-ups, but it would be a radical version of self-love. It would just be me behind the camera, you in front of me, wearing nothing, wearing everything, wearing sweatpants, wearing lingerie, whatever you're comfortable with, and me just having a couple minutes to pull out that beauty and to deliver you photos that are going to stand the test of time, where you will look back and you will always love what you see. And that would be an awesome experience as a group, right? Oh, it would be so fun. 20, 30, 40, 50 of us just going with you and bringing out that pictures that beauty of ourselves and and that is call it the therapeutic body image day whatever you want to call it i'd love to do that Mm -hmm. so you're listening shoot me a dm on instagram a pm on on facebook and email and let me know if you're into that and then if i get enough response we'll pull something together and we'll organize a day Mm -hmm. in a place like a central place and then we'll get it done yeah and i think there's just nothing more beautiful than being around a whole bunch of women who are vulnerable and open to just getting their body captured. And if it would be a totally safe place. If you didn't like the photos, that would be fine. They're just for you. If you didn't want to post them, that's okay. If you want to post a billboard saying, I love my fucking <laughs> body, that's okay too. <laughs> so I want to hear from you guys. So take that and contact me or contact Ashley and let us know if you're into that and we'll plan that together. It was a pleasure to have you here, Ashley. Congratulations. You've done your first podcast under you. Ah! (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm internally screaming now in a good way. I know you went over (laughs) your fear and you're like done. Yeah. I'm so excited. And like chatting with you is always so much fun. I feel like we could chat for hours because we're both chatty. Absolutely. It's like, Perfect. I couldn't have asked for a better host to have my first podcast with. Thank you very much. So you guys can go to the show notes to find all the information about Ashley. Ashley is a professional photographer. You are in Toronto, Canada. Yeah. So we'll put all the links to her website, but you do offer services if women are in Toronto or around there that want to work with you and take some shoots with you, correct? 
Yes, I have many layers to my photography. Not only do I do commercial, but I also do family photos, pet photos, car shoots, you know, whatever you need, I can kind of mold into a chameleon for. Absolutely. I think it would be if, if I'm in that area or I'm going to that area of the world and I want to do a healing journey and taking professional photography, I think you would be a great coach through that and a great photographer to work with. Oh, thank you. That's, that's literally the nicest thing anyone's ever said about my photography. Yeah. You could call yourself a body image coach, right? Through photography. You know, that's the goal. Yes. <laughs> So you guys, if you're looking for that, I would highly encourage you to work with Ashley. Thank you very much for your presence here today. Oh, anytime. I loved it. Thank you so much, Stephanie. There you have it, ladies. So what did you learn from this episode? We do have an exercise for you, and that's going to be on the food challenge. So go ahead right now. Now that you have all this amazing information from Ashley, Get your camera, get your phone out, go to a source of natural light, very simply a window, put a beautiful smile on your face and snap a picture and post it. Post it on social media of your choice. Update your profile picture and tag us, Going Beyond the Food Challenge and start healing your relationship to your body. And a reminder that we do have the Going Beyond the Food Body Image Project that's going to start very shortly. The link will be in the show notes. But in the meantime, we do have an absolutely new episode that will be coming out in a few weeks called Q&A, where I'm going to take your question and answer them live. So if you want to submit question about body image, about intuitive eating, about going beyond the food or anything that tickles your mind, feel free to use the link in the show notes. Go to stephaniedoze.com slash podcast and submit your question. And then we will be recording this podcast episode, which we'll hear in a few weeks. The next episode is with someone that I've admired for a long time. Her name is Jess Baker from a blog called Militant Baker. And we're going to talk about feminism, female power, and body image. She is going to rock your world about the history of why tinness equals happiness and how that's a form of control on our feminine power. You're gonna want to stay tuned for this episode. Until then, I love you ladies, and I look forward to hang out with you.